Splits in family relationships can be very damaging. Here on Search for Truth today, we continue to study the character of Joseph, and we see how he resolves the historic split between him and his brothers, who sold him into slavery when he was still a teenager and led their father to believe he was dead. Our Bible teacher, Brian Johnston, is leading us through the study, and maybe today we can pick out some lessons for our own use, particularly if our own family relationships are not what they should or could be. So, Brian, where do we resume with Joseph this time? Well, we pick up where we left off last time, and we left Joseph forming an impromptu plan to check if his brothers had learned from their earlier mistake of mistreating him. He had pretended not to know who they were when they arrived in Egypt looking to buy bread, and Joseph now accuses them of being spies, which of course they vigorously deny. By this time, Joseph has interrogated them concerning their family details, and by this means has assured himself that his father is still alive and all is well with his younger brother Benjamin. Joseph maintains his act and says he'll believe they're not spies if they fetch their younger brother with them next time. Meanwhile, he'll keep one of them in custody in Egypt. He's able to hear them discussing this situation among themselves. He hears them say it's God's way of paying them back for their wrong treatment of Joseph. Anyway, they return to their father, and in time, they need more grain and are faced with returning to Egypt. And so we read this in Genesis 43. So it came about when they had finished eating the grain which they had brought from Egypt that their father said to them, Go back, buy us a little food. Judah spoke to him, however, saying, The man, and he's referring to Joseph, whom he doesn't know, The man solemnly warned us, You shall not see my face unless your brother is with you. Judah said to his father Israel, Send the lad with me, And we will arise and go, that we may live and not die, we as well as you and our little ones. I myself will be surety for him. You may hold me responsible for him. If I do not bring him back to you and set him before you, then let me bear the blame before you forever. And Jacob reluctantly says, Take your brother also and arise, return to the man. Well, Joseph is delighted to see them come back, and very especially to set eyes on his younger brother Benjamin. We read again from Genesis, this time later in chapter 43, When Joseph saw Benjamin with them, he said to the house steward, Bring the men into the house, and slay an animal, and make ready, for the men are to dine with me at noon. So the man did as Joseph said, and brought the men to Joseph's house. As he lifted his eyes and saw his brother Benjamin, his mother's son, he said, Is this your youngest brother, of whom you spoke to me? And he said, May God be gracious to you, my son. Joseph hurried out, for he was deeply stirred over his brother, and he sought a place to weep, and he entered his chamber and wept there. Then he washed his face and came out, and he controlled himself and said, Serve the meal. Now they were seated before him, the firstborn according to his birthright, and the youngest according to his youth. And the men looked at one another in astonishment. He took portions to them from his own table, but Benjamin's portion was five times as much as any of theirs. So they feasted and drank freely with him. Now comes Joseph's masterstroke. By engineering circumstances, which offered the older brothers the chance to free themselves, 
if they now abandoned Joseph's younger brother, Benjamin, he effectively makes his brothers revisit the scene of their previous crime against him. This time, they choose not to abandon Benjamin. Here's how he did it. Then Joseph commanded his house steward, saying, Fill the men's sacks with food, as much as they can carry, and put each man's money in the mouth of his sack. Put my cup, the silver cup, in the mouth of the sack of the youngest, and his money for the grain. And he did as Joseph had told him. As soon as it was light, the men were sent away, they with their donkeys. They had just gone out of the city and were not far off, when Joseph said to his house steward, Up, follow the men, and when you overtake them, say to them, Why have you repaid evil for good? This all happens, and the men are brought back before Joseph to stand accused of theft now. We read further, When Judah and his brothers came to Joseph's house, he was still there, and they fell to the ground before him. Joseph said to them, What is this deed that you have done? Judah said, What can we say to my Lord? What can we speak? How can we justify ourselves? God has found out the iniquity of your servants. Behold, we are my Lord's slaves, both we and the one in whose possession the cup has been found. But Joseph said, Far be it from me to do this. The man in whose possession the cup has been found, he shall be my slave, but as for you, go up in peace to your father. Then Judah approached him and said, O my Lord, may your servant please speak a word in my Lord's ears, and do not be angry with your servant, for you are equal to Pharaoh. Your servant became surety for the lad to my father, saying, If I do not bring him back to you, then let me bear the blame before my father forever. Now, therefore, please let your servant remain instead of the lad, a slave to my Lord, and let the lad go up with his brothers. That's when Joseph discovers that they too are changed men. It began to be obvious when he'd overheard them talk of their guilt and remorse for what they'd done to him, and was now complete when they refused to repeat the mistake with Benjamin. Joseph has engineered circumstances which offer the older brothers the chance to free themselves if they now abandon their younger brother Benjamin. In a real sense, he's made them revisit, as we said, the scene of their previous crime against him. Only this time they choose not to abandon Benjamin. Then Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph. Is my father still alive? But his brothers could not answer him, for they were dismayed at his presence. Then Joseph said to his brothers, Please come closer to me. And they came closer. And he said, I am your brother Joseph, whom you sold into Egypt. Now do not be grieved or angry with yourselves, because you sold me here, For God sent me before you to preserve life, for the famine has been in the land these two years, and there are still five years in which there will be neither ploughing nor harvesting. Now therefore, it was not you who sent me here, but God, and he has made me a father to Pharaoh and lord of all his household and ruler over the land of Egypt. When Joseph discloses his identity to his brothers, it's after he's found it in his heart to forgive them. Then, and only then, Joseph discloses his identity to them and forgives them freely. With mature insight into the ways of God, 
the product of those prison years when God's word tested him. With that mature insight into the ways of God, Joseph is able to assure them that God was behind and over everything that had happened in order to work out his much bigger plans. In the New Testament, we are told to put on the new self who is being renewed to a true knowledge according to the image of the one who created him, a renewal in which there is no distinction between Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave and free man, but Christ is all and in all. So, as those who have been chosen of God, holy and beloved, put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness and patience, bearing with one another and forgiving each other. Whoever has a complaint against anyone, just as the Lord forgave you, so also should you. That's Colossians chapter 3, verses 10 to 13. And the Apostle Paul had earlier said, Therefore, if you have been raised up with Christ, keep seeking the things above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Those verses talk about each true Christian's identity. We are spiritually united with Christ in his death and resurrection. We are called upon here and now to live out this new identity. Notice that immediately after our identity is disclosed here, we are called upon to be as forgiving with each other as Christ has been with us. May Joseph's life story help us learn that very same lesson.
If you've enjoyed this series of talks so far, why not write in and tell us and request the free book which accompanies this series at the same time. It's a digital e-book, unless you, of course, want a hard copy, and it can be yours for the asking if you write in by post or email. Just ask for Vital Home Truths. As I say, you can do this by email or by post, and here's our postal address first. Search for Truth, Hayes Press, The Barn, Flaxlands, Royal Wooten Bassett, Swindon, SN4 8DY UK. And our email address is sft at churchesofgod.info. So, thanks again for the pleasure of your company today. We really appreciate your interest in these studies, so a huge thank you. And I look forward to your company next week if you're able. But until then, it's cheerio and very best wishes from our Bible teacher Brian, our producer David, our singers and me, John. So see you soon and may God richly bless you in the meantime.